Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with a very festive Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Got my Christmas tie on. You came prepared, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Actually, this is my Grinch tie. Uh, oh, I didn't even notice it. It was kind of hidden there under the vest. It's very festive and it's very Christmassy, and I, I like it. Uh, so, here we are, uh, first weekend in December, and it is gifting season. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a wonderful time of year. Spirits are bright, and smiles are 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 good, and all that good stuff. You know, it's it's a happy time. You know, at least it is. For most of us, you know, and the truth is that uh, we we should be careful uh, and be considerate of those where Christmas is not the happiest time of year. There, uh, m- many folks uh, uh, get sad news uh, this time of year, and it and it makes it doubly harsh. Um, and um, so, you know, it's the kind of thing where. Uh, we just have to be respectful uh, of others uh, and hopefully uh, uh, still I- enjoy the season and, and maybe share uh, our joy with others that have been less fortunate and, and, um, and have um, to deal with sadness this time of year. Uh, and maybe that we can rub off on others, you know. Uh, it, but th- this week... Uh, I, I wanted to talk about the, actually a, a, a topic that seems pretty simple, but it's not necessarily. Uh, there are a lot of aspects to it, but this is a time when most of us uh, are in, uh, in the mode of, of gifting uh, and what it means and, and the like. Uh, I, I know uh, <laughs> there are some folks, and you know who you are, who love to shop. You, you know, that's, uh, th- that's your respite. Uh, you, you know, if, if you need to get away from the house, and uh, uh, maybe it's your excuse, but whatever. You, you like getting out and seeing what's available and buying things for yourself and others. Um, it, you know, the, y'all are shoppers. <laughs> you know, uh, and I have to say, uh, there are others of us who are not shoppers. I hate shopping. I, you know, I will do it. Um, I, I'm not very good in terms of uh, online shopping, although I've done my share of that. That certainly has helped. But um, even I, the Grinch, when it comes to shopping, you know, for me, when I shop, it's because I want something where I need something and I know where to go. I go, I go in, I buy it, I come out and I'm done. (laughs) Uh, And and of course, we the, the folks who fall into that category, we know who we are, too. You know, it's the kind of thing where, honey, you go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll stay right here and uh, relax and watch the game and, and do, do whatever. But, you know, it's uh, um, it is that time of season for sure. Uh, 
But I, I do have a number of thoughts when it, it comes to different aspects of, uh, of giving. Uh, certainly from my own perspective, um, uh, the, uh, the simple ability to gift things, of course, material things, is a blessing for those of us who can do that. Uh, but, you know, there are lots of other gifts, and the fact is the best gifts are the gifts from the heart. Um, and that's, and quite frankly, that's true whether you can afford expensive things or you can't afford anything at all. I mean, the best gifts are giving of ourselves uh, to our loved ones and to others. Uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where when we give of ourselves, we come, we come away with the real blessing uh, as opposed to those who we've given our time or talents to. Um, it, it makes a huge difference, and that uh, uh, means an awful lot. And, and quite frankly, um, there is something about that that is so um, meaningful, you know, when we can do things that particularly if it's something where we have a talent and it and that talent can make a difference to others you know I, I, I'm very jealous of folks who um, have talent to play the piano or organ or lead music or those kinds of things uh, or have a special voice um, uh, to share with others, uh, and and even those of us who don't have that special voice, uh, we we can actually get involved with when we sing with others, and it's not so bad, <laughs> you know. And so you know, and it's fun, and and so. Uh, but the the folks who have the talent uh, that makes it that much more meaningful for the rest of us, and. Uh, so um, it's it really is wonderful for those folks who can share their talents, and for those of us who have uh, don't know that we have any talents at all, we can we still have uh, hands that work, and and uh, you know we can do some uh, some lifting of some sort, heavy lifting, light lifting, but we can get involved and and do things that are helpful for other folks as well. But um, I, I do want to uh, talk about some aspects of giving that go way beyond um, what we might do during this Christmas season. Uh, one thing that I want folks to know is, is okay, uh, we can afford to be extremely generous to our family members. And so there are families out there who give considerable gifts to their children and or grandchildren each year. Uh, so I will share that the, um, uh, the annual exclusion amount for gifting uh, where the government does not require us to file a gift tax return. Uh, and th this, may, this number may surprise people it's actually $16,000 per year per person. So that means if I had enough money and wanted to, I could actually give $16,000 to a thousand different people and without filing a gift tax return. 
and so, and if you're married, you and your spouse together can double that amount to any one person, which normally for most people would be a child or grandchild, but not necessarily. It could be a friend in need or uh, uh, others, but you know, that's a significant thing. And of course, we're not talking about only cash, although most of those big gifts like that tend to be in cash. Uh, it could be the actual value uh, of uh, some something tangible that is gifted. Now, the exemption, because a lot of folks, I mean, you'd be surprised how many people think that exemption amount is still $10,000, and we left that mark many years ago. Um, and it's going up. The exemption amount next year will actually be $17,000 per person. It's indexed to where it goes up in $1,000 increments based on, it normally takes a, a few years, if you will, with cost of living uh, inflation and the like, where the, the amount keeps going up. So as of January 1, we're at $17,000 uh, per year. Now, that's not to say that you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, or and it's not to say that many of us can do it, but at least people need to know what that amount is because most of us can be as generous as we've ever been uh, and never get close to that number. Uh, but for those who can and and need to for for uh, to get money out of their estate or whatever for tax planning purposes, I get it and it's uh, important. Uh, that you be able to do it. Um, and the rest of us can just hope that someday we can do that. <laughs> uh, now, I will say this, because uh, I've had friends and clients who do have that ability and do it. And and frankly, I think they're... Uh, now, if you're doing it for tax purposes, that's one thing. But to just to be generous with your children or grandchildren is another delightful thing for folks. However, I, I, sometimes I believe it can be a negative because if the children become dependent upon it, in other words, it's not just your gift, but they expect you to do it, uh, then, then I think it becomes a negative. And I, I uh, remember quite uh, uh, realistically, I had a situation where I had a client who was also a family friend who was in the habit of giving their children $10,000 a year every year. And I suggested maybe they shouldn't make that gift this particular year. And the daughter, she almost killed me. I mean, she, I mean, was, she acted like I was taking food right out of her mouth. <laughs> and, and the fact is, uh, her children were well-to-do. It wasn't like they were poor and struggling and things like that. But it was like she had come to expect this, and it was like uh, she couldn't get, somehow she couldn't get along, which I think to me is a real negative. I, I think, uh, you know, we've given our children an upbringing. We've, you know, helped them with their education. We clothed them. We, we kept them healthy. You know, we did everything we could for them. And then, of course, finally, we had to kick them out. 
Uh, and at, at that point, they need to learn to, to be on their own and make their own way and, and do things and make smart decisions. And to some degree, I think uh, if, um, if we are too generous with our children, it becomes a negative. And we have to be very careful of that. Uh, you know, of course, when we're making gifts from the heart, it, that's not necessarily uh uh, that that's a, a good thing, and hopefully it's reciprocated in a big way. That's what we hope for. <laughs> that is what we hope for, and making sure that there's an appreciation for the gifts that we give is also uh, an important factor as well. We're going to continue our conversation on gifting. We have a lot more aspects to get to. Don't forget, if you want to learn more from Bill, Bill has his last set of webinars for the year happening on Wednesday, December 14th. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month. And as I said, the December webinars are the final set of the year. You're going to have to wait until January if you would like to attend, if you can't make this session. But if you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, as well as asset protection and trust planning, this is a wonderful free opportunity for you. They're highly educational. You can participate from the comfort of your own home just go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page wgalaw.com or call 919-256-7000 919-256-7000 a quick break and back with more this is asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we'll be right back You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about Bill at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com, that's Bill's website. You can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can find information about Bill's free webinars by clicking on the Seminars button at WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with attorney Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're having a discussion all about gifting. Well, okay, so I just talked about the annual exclusion amount being $16,000 this year, $17,000 next year per person. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's important to understand that that is the amount that you can give away uh, without filing a gift tax return. So, in other words, if you give more than that, the federal government expects you to tell them what you've done in a gift tax return. So they don't want to know about the small stuff, but once you get above 16000 17000 next year, the government wants to know about it, and they you tell them about it by filing a gift tax return. And if it's a uh, cash, that's an easy gift tax return to file, um, because the value of the gift is pretty straightforward. But if you gift something else, like, for instance, an expensive car or your home or something along those lines, then you have to get, generally speaking, an appraisal or something that legitimates the 
fair market value, not the tax value. That's not used by the IRS, but the fair market value of the property at the time of the gift. And so, uh, so let's say, oh, well, I gave my house to uh, my children. Now, clearly, most of our homes are well worth a whole lot more than that. Uh, do I file a gift tax return? Yes. Okay. In most cases, you would. Um, uh, and you would need to. But um, do I have to pay any tax? And the answer is not necessarily because over and above your annual exclusion for gifting, you also have a lifetime exemption. Now, I'm using words that probably sound like Greek to a lot of folks because these are tax terms. But in, in other words, you have a lifetime coupon for gifting. And do you know how much that coupon is? is not that it matters to most most of us it's probably a number i'll never yeah hit. It's a, yeah me either but right now that number is 12 million sixty thousand dollars that you can actually transfer next year that number is going up to twelve million nine hundred and twenty thousand dollars and now <laughs> so now the the bad news is if in other words, up to that number, you can uh, uh, basically uh, not pay any gift tax because it coordinates with your estate tax. But whatever you use to not pay gift tax, that same number comes off of your estate tax return when you die. The gift tax exemption, the good news is the gift tax exemption and the estate tax exemption and the generation skipping tax exemption as well are all the same number. So it makes it a little easier to figure out. Now, for those very high wealth families, and I've got plenty of those, the, these high numbers right now are extremely important to you. Uh, so that, it, it, I mean, for instance, for those folks who are fortunate enough to, uh, say, have a, you know, $30 million estate or, or more, or even a $20 million estate or a $15 million estate, they may want to use their, these gift tax exclusions now because in several years, this exemption is going to drop back. A lot of folks don't realize that these high numbers, when they were established, were sunsetted so they would automatically drop back to what they would have been a few years ago. And so it'll drop back to a little over $6 million. So what that means, and I know I'm probably losing a lot of folks there. Your eyes are closing. It's going, oh, this is awful. But the bottom line is these. this is a really important number for high-wealth families because you can utilize these high exemptions now before 2026. January 1, 2026, these numbers fall back down. So what that means is right now you have the ability to in essence take off the table almost 
$26 million between two spouses. Uh, and uh, if you fail to do it, and you still have this big estate, of course, and you will, then in 2026, that number is going to fall back to somewhere between 12 and 13 million between you and your spouse. So guess what? That's going to be like a 12, 13, 14 million dollar difference. Well, if the estate tax rate is 55%, it's 40% right now, but if it goes back to 55%, then guess what? Your children would be paying 55% of that overage. So you're looking at 12 to 14 million dollars, 55% of that, you're you're looking at 6 or 7 million dollars of tax liability that you could have avoided had you done some tax planning now or in the next, you know, before 2026. So for those high wealth families, and of course, I know I'm not talking to very many people here, uh, that is an, a huge, huge amount of money that can be saved. And I don't have a single client, and I don't care what tax category they're in, I don't have a single client that wants to give the federal government any more money than they have to. <laughs> you know, part of asset protection is how do we pay the least amount of money to the state and federal and local governments that we can possibly do lawfully? <laughs> That's good asset protection planning. That certainly is. And you're right. No one is in that category who wants to give more to the government than they have to. And making sure that you have an effective tax plan is key and making sure that when it comes to gifting, that you're doing things the right way and making sure that your your gift can have a more substantial impact on the giftee as opposed to the federal or state government. That's something to keep in mind. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, head on over to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com is Bill's website. From there, you can find some time to speak with him. You can also learn about Bill's free webinars. The next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, December 14th. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month. If you want to learn more about Medicaid and VA benefits and financial assistance that may be available to you when it comes to the extraordinary costs of long-term care, this is a wonderful free opportunity for you. There's no obligation, no cost involved. It's just a wonderful educational opportunity for you to learn more from Bill. Bill will have that seminar happening on the morning of Wednesday, December 14th. And the afternoon is a webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. If you would like to learn more about those subjects, again, for free, go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button or call the office 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be right back after this.
Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is where you can go to find more information about Bill. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking about all things gifting. Bill, we've talked over, we've talked about uh, a number of exclusions and uh, oh, limits. Don't go there. Don't go there. All right, so basically, let's say you're, you are a high-wealth family, and you say, well, how do I take advantage of these high exemptions? Well, the bottom line is the way most people do it, and the best way to do it, is to uh, you, you create a trust for your spouse with your separate property, and your spouse creates a, a, a tr- another trust that's different a little different anyway. It can't be equal. It can't be mirrored. There has to be differences in the trust. But your spouse creates a trust from uh, for you, uh, and that way you can maximize. We call those slats. Not that that matters. But the bottom line is you create a trust for someone else, and that someone else hopefully creates a, a trust from you. And you have to do it from separate property and things like that. There are lots of rules that you have to do it. But it's a, a good way to protect a lot of property for your family. Now, the the bigger question has nothing to do with how it works for f- those families. It has to do with, I'm worried, I want to protect my home. I want to protect my farm. Uh, you know, if I need long-term care, uh, I, I want to be able to get on Medicaid in order to help pay those bills. And I don't want to lose my home or my farm to what's called Medicaid estate recovery. Obviously, that's something that I cover in my webinar. Uh, and for those folks who are worried about long-term care issues, uh, the best place to go is our webinar each month uh, because you get accurate information rather than asking your neighbor or somebody who doesn't know a diddly squat about it, uh, you can actually find out some good, accurate information that can actually help you, and the sooner the better. But the fact is, okay, let's talk about transferring your home. Is that a good idea? Generally speaking, there are a lot of problems with that, okay? So, uh, and of course, there are different ways of skinning the cat. But those folks who don't go to an elder law attorney, that would be a mistake because for those seniors who are trying to protect their home or their farm or other real estate that they may own, uh, not having an elder law attorney uh, typically gets you a bad answer because other attorneys don't actually understand Medicaid. They don't understand the rules. They are just trying to do what you ask them to do. You go to a normal attorney, a real estate attorney, and you say, I want to transfer my home to my children and say, okay, let, let's see what your description is and I'll have your deed ready tomorrow. You know, uh, that is a really bad idea. Just, you know, chalk it down that way. Why is it a bad idea? Well, first of all, uh, the bad news is you lose control of your home under those circumstances. That's a bad thing. You also lose the tax advantages of owning your home because guess what? 
you, there might be a circumstance where you need to sell your home in order to pay for your care. You know, there are an awful lot of us who are not eligible for financial assistance, un, uh, you know, particularly at the levels where we hope we will be, which is to stay at home with care or to, worst case, go to assisted living. Hopefully, independent living can be a wonderful uh, change for us. But the fact is, is that what do we not want? We don't want to be institutionalized. We don't want to go to a nursing home. That's for darn good reasons, okay? So that's our goal, not to go to a nursing home. Well, most of us can't get financial assistance unless or until we have we actually need a nursing home facility and we're going exactly where we don't want to be well you know there are cases where that's the only option and most folks who uh, you know truth is that most folks who actually require nursing facility care with an elder law attorney's help can in fact get on medicaid even if they have lots of assets i mean that's what middle class folks can get on medicaid and that's, again, that, that leads back to our uh, webinar uh, as to how that actually is the case. But let's go back to transferring the house. If you transfer the house to your children, okay, so here's a deed. I've transferred it completely. I haven't retained any rights whatsoever. It's yours. Well, all right, now you're in a situation where you've made a gift you have created a sanction for Medicaid for five years. There's a five-year look back, and what are they looking for? They're looking for, guess what, gifts to your children and grandchildren uh, of anything, whether it's cash, whether it's a home, whether it's anything else. They're, you know, you've given an automobile away. Uh, that's what they're looking for in that five-year period. And the one thing we don't know is we don't know when we're going to die, and we don't know if we'll, we will ever need nursing care or when it might happen. You know, those are things that we hope never happen to us, but we certainly don't know when it will happen. Okay, so uh, what I'm getting at is you've created a sanction for five years that can come back to bite you. But for tax purposes, you've given your children the worst tax situation possible. Why? Because, number one, uh, when the home is sold, okay, and there are two times when the, ho the home could be sold. It could be sold during your lifetime, or it could be sold after your death, okay, depending on circumstances, right? Because hopefully, even if you've given it away, you're still living there, all right? Now, the fact is, if your children have to sell your home after you've given it to them, they don't have your exemptions, you know, your, your what we call your 121 exemption, which is 250000 for a single person and half a million for a married couple. Uh, and there's also that uh, little exception that a client ta taught me not long ago about the fact that uh, when you lose your spouse, you still keep your $500,000 exemption for a couple years. Um, and of course you lose it after a couple years if you're still there, but if, you, if you're if you selling your home after your spouse 
uh, uh, dies, you you still retain that five hundred thousand dollar exemption for a while, and then it goes to two fifty, which is what a single person would normally have. But the fact is, your children, it's not their primary residence. They don't have those exemptions. Uh, And guess what? You've given your basis away. I had a lady uh, yesterday, a very intelligent uh, lady, says, I don't understand basis. Don't talk about basis. But the bottom line is your basis is generally your acquisition cost. And for most people with a home, they bought their home 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and their acquisition cost was very, very little compared to what their home or farm is worth today. So let's say you've given your home away and you paid $150,000 for it, and it's now worth a half a million dollars. Well, guess what? Your That basis is still one fifty. dollars You've given that to your children, and so when they sell your home for half a million dollars, they've got $350,000 of taxable capital gain. So in essence, you've given them a tax bill of about $70,000 or $75,000 state uh, and federal income tax that they would not have had if you had kept the house or if they had sold the house after you died having inherited the house. That's what a step-up in income tax basis is. At your death, your property steps up to the value of the property at your death. So if your house or farm is worth a half million dollars when you die and your children inherit it, guess what? You know, no tax when it's sold, zero. And, you know, this is asset protection, folks. You know, the less you pay the federal government in tax, the more you keep in your pocket. That's important to all of us. And so how you gift can be a very, very important aspect of of planning. And for those folks who think it's simple, uh, when you're when you're thinking about a major gift or how I want to protect my property, your intention is to protect your home. But guess what? If you've given it away, and because you've given it away, your children have to pay a lot of you know seventy five thousand dollars in income tax. That wasn't your intention. You wanted to protect your house so nobody could take it away from you, but. Part of your plan should be to zero out any income tax that you might owe or that your children might owe. And there are ways to do that. You you can use certain types of trusts if you really want to do it. You can do what we call legacy deeds, which also give your children a step up in basis and protects your home or farm from uh, Medicaid estate recovery. But it also, you know, to me, it's also a matter of control. And uh, I have also seen situations where uh, children uh, change over a period of time. And when you need for them to come uh, forward and help you, they turn their backs. And, of course, you don't see that very often, thank the Lord. But the fact, it does happen. And if you've given your property to the wrong child who turns their back, you have lost control over that situation. And that's that's one of the saddest situations I have 
seen for folks. And uh, so, you, you know, like I said, this is an area where you're trying to protect your property. There are good ways to do it, and there are absolute horrible ways. And guess what? Most people who don't see an elder law attorney do it the wrong way. It's unintended consequences that tend to come back to bite us and making sure that we are doing things the right way. If you are thinking of making a major gift along the lines of what we've discussed, make sure you do seek out an elder law attorney or set up an asset protection plan to make sure that uh, you're minimizing any potential tax hits. Go to WGALaw.com if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or if you want to attend his asset protection and trust planning seminar you can go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page a quick break and back with more this is asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we'll be right back listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander find more about bill at wgalaw.com wgalaw.com i'm jason kong here with bill alexander and bill we're, we're talking all things gifting I'm, I'm sure there's even more stuff we need to get to well one of the things i wanted to cover are special gifts that can be made for those who are fortunate and uh, there are a lot, a lot of my clients uh, want to do something, particularly for their grandchildren and sometimes their children as well. But you'd be surprised how much of it's really for grandchildren. Uh, but okay, so we've got our Christmas shopping done and it's like, okay, uh, I, I still want to do something special uh, for each of my grandchildren. Uh, what can I do? Well, generally, and so what I want to do is try, try to give some folks some more meaningful ideas about what to do. And because the typical gift that I see uh, is, that might be substantial, several thousand dollars or more, uh, oftentimes is where a grandparent establishes an educational fund, oftentimes a 529 plan, uh, for a grandchild to help with educational expenses, typically college expenses. You know, we all want to see our, our children and grandchildren succeed, uh, get a good education, and the like. And there's nothing wrong with those gifts. Don't misunderstand. But from my own perspective, I have a grandchild that is due next year, my very first grandchild. So uh, we're real excited about that. And so we're expecting a grandchild in March. Okay, so what is Bill Alexander going to do for that grandchild? Well, I have no intention of creating a 529 plan. That might surprise some folks. Why? Because I know that there are a hundred different ways for children to go uh, to college, to get a good education uh, without a super-duper fund. Now, I, I will tell you that my wife and I put money back every month from the day they were born. Uh, my wife actually did this. Um, 
until they went to school. And we found out that, uh, at the time uh, that we actually, that that money was more than enough. And now we were the parents, not the grandparents. And so I'm really talking to the grandparents here. Um, to me, the, the more complex, the, the more greater need is going to be not the ability to go to college, but when we when we, you look far up the road, it's going to be the ability to retire. Um, you know, Social Security, no matter uh, what, uh, is predicted to be an, enough money to pay for medical expenses, at least acute care medical. Uh, but it's not predicted to be enough for folks to live on at all, you know, with inflation and the things. So, the, you know, that basically means folks who have not saved a ton of money, folks who don't have a huge retirement account, there are going to be very few pensions, if any, in the future uh, for those who work, uh, you know, at the same job forever. Uh, so in a world with uh, low Social Security or less meaningful Social Security, in a world where medical expenses are astronomically high and, and um, no pensions, then what will people be, you know, and, and fo- folks are living longer. So, you know, when you retire, for a lot of folks when they retire are looking at being in retirement for 30 plus years. Um, you think about life expectancies uh, typically are 85 plus now, and there will be a percentage of young people that live to be 120. And that's scary when you think about, uh, you know, retirement age at 70 and you live to 120. That's 50 years of retirement. So what I plan to do is to buy a life insurance policy that's actually structured for cash value buildup. And if I, over a period of 10 years, I can put uh, forty or $50,000 into a policy like that, when that child reaches 70 years old, they'll be able to pull out between ten dollars and $20,000 a month and that for the rest of their life. And the older they live, there'll be more money left over for their own uh, children. So, uh, but a lot of folks don't realize how powerful uh, that type of compounding can be because a life insurance policy, again, and a lot of folks don't realize this, is asset protected. And it's also one of the last tax sheltered investments that you can do because a life insurance policy grows income tax free. The death benefit pays out income tax free. And a loan against the policy is income tax-free because it's not income, it's a loan. So, you know, and if it's structured in an islet, it can be kept out of your estate so it's not part of your taxable estate. So to me, that's a pretty smart gift for grandchildren. Something for the grandparents to think about if they want to make a long-lasting and impactful gift. That's a wonderful suggestion. We are taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, go to WGALaw.com if you would like to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. Maybe you would like to have the expertise of a elder law attorney at your disposal. Schedule some time to sit down and chat with Bill. You can also find information about Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, December 14th. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page, WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. That will do it for us today on behalf of Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong. Thanking you so much for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful weekend.